the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great New Year. This is going to be even a better New Year. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Well, I've got one. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. One of my resolutions, of course, I got maybe too many of them, is to be your mentor, to teach you how to buy and sell cars. Be observant. Be alert. You know, the gun guy was talking about it a while ago on the show before me. Number one is be alert. Be alert around what's going on. Let's let the Holy Spirit open our eyes and see what's going on. You know, my New Year's resolution for myself is to make better decisions. But I've been working on that for years on myself. But I hope that maybe as a mentor, I can open your eyes, open your hearts, show you what's going on around you, let you realize that we it's the worst investment on earth. It eats money. It breaks Insurance, maintenance, upkeep, losing the style. Have you ever lost that loving feeling? I don't know. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't sing this this early in the morning, cold morning. If you're laying there in bed, and it, and it's about 22 degrees when I came in this morning. But the good news is the roads were dry. But I want to be your mentor. I want to help you on your next purchase. We waste so much money. We lose so much money. We make so many bad decisions. And see what's going on in the world. How many big-time corporations have had to cut back on overhead? And the overhead in new and used car dealers continue to skyrocket unbelievable i have people tell me there's no possible way that a new car dealership has 1.5 million a month in overhead then we get to talking about it and i explain it to them and then they understand so it takes so much money to open up these dealerships yes we want them to make money and there's about 20 percent out there that'll tell you the truth I know them all. I know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, man, there's some ugly ones out there, too. The ugly ones don't like me, of course, because I tell the truth. I tell you what's going on. You know, the good Lord gave me this show. This is not my show. He told me to do it, and nobody wanted me to do it. None of my family, none of my business people, uh, none of my employees, everybody thought I was crazy. But the Holy Spirit kept tugging at me and telling me to do it. But I want to tell you the truth. I want you to be prepared. I want you to be cool, calm, collected, confident, knowing exactly what you're doing. I want you to be so collected that you know the right from wrong. Get that discernment in your life, knowing the good and the bad, and having the desire. You know, when I got saved, it it changed my attitude. It changed my disposition. It changed so much in me. But immediately, and I didn't know it, I wanted to do what was right. I wanted the best for other people versus that selfishness that I had inside of me. They said I had to have the biggest, the baddest, and the best. That I deserve it. I work hard. I didn't have it when I was growing up. I misfortunate came from a real poor family. It looked like it was great, but, you know, it wasn't. And we struggled from month to month, rent house to rent house, uh, traveling, moving, all kinds of stuff. So, but, you know, I didn't deserve it. I don't deserve nothing. Zero. But as I've grown, as I've learned, as I've experienced, what in your life have you experienced that nobody can dispute? 
the change in your life, the changes in your purchases, the change in your attitude. If you're if everybody's got a problem with you, maybe you're the one with a problem. Well, it all gets around our old head. You know, if if you're the one that keeps buying a bad car, making a bad purchase, living in a circle of debt, and just never can get caught up, and now with 84-month payments, wow. Will you ever get caught up? Do you know where you stand? Do you know the direction you're going? What's the vision for you? Are you going to spend so much money on cars? I talked to a guy that is a great uh, man uh, that sells investments, and we talked about a friend of mine who has smoked cigarettes for 55 years. And I don't know, I think they're like 7 $8 a pack. I've never smoked in my life. But he smokes two and three packs a day. And uh, we were talking about what would he have in the bank, what would he have in the stock market, what would he be worth if he'd invested that money every month in the, in something of value versus burning it up with a cigarette. And it was out, it was unbelievable what kind of amount of money he would have had. Instead, his health's bad. He's barely struggling by. And so, but how many times have we run out and bought a new car and never realized that as you drove it off the showroom floor, you lost $5,000? How'd you like to invest that? Or that you're making payments on one after tax dollar and it continues to lose money and you got to pay insurance and you got to buy tires, brakes, change the oil, keep it up, shine it up, clean it up. You know, all that money adds up. But if you buy what you can afford, and hey, I recommend new cars every day. There's certain people that need a new car. And if they buy the right car at the right money, I was talking to a lady yesterday, and they're studying hard. Before, they used to just run out and buy something and fall in love with the salesperson. Oh, man, he loves us. He's trying to take care of us. I got news for you. He wants every available dollar he can get out of you. Well, this is Randy Adams. We're going to continue this happy new year. It's the beginning of 17. Uh, 16 was a difficult year for me. Uh, but I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm, hey, I'm thrilled to be breathing on my own. I tell a story about a gentleman and I were playing golf in Atlanta Park one day, and his, he was 78, and his wife was 75, and after about 15 holes, his wife said, dear, I'm done, I've had enough. He said, okay, dear, you've done well. We was about to head off on the next on 16T, I'll never forget that. And he said, Randy, don't you hope that you play golf as well as I do when you're 78? I said, Mr. Johnson, I just want to be breathing on my own when I'm 78. I'm not going to worry about any golf. He said, well, I'm, I'm healthy. I said, you're a blessed man. Of course, I didn't know the Lord at the time. But, you know, we don't think about the future. We don't. We, do we make decisions today that pay off tomorrow? Do you think about... Well, in this city, and it's a big deal that's going on, and now they're talking about, all the talk host guys are talking about it, about transvestites going to the bathroom. What, you know, allowing a man dressed up as a woman to go to the woman's bathroom. And if the city and the state doesn't fall in line, we may miss some big basketball tournaments. Oh, wow, it's worth millions to the city. Why are we going to change our lifestyle, take chances with our women, make people uncomfortable for four days of money? Are we selling our souls four days of money? In order to, we live here 300, they forget, we live here 365 days a year. Why don't we do what's right, what's proper, what's correctly, what's order for everybody? But, oh, no, we're going to make a quick little decision for we don't want to lose the money to stretch out for 365 days. Why don't we think about it that way? Why don't we make a decision today 
that's worth something in the future. When you're buying a car, do you ever think about 84 months? What's your life going to be like? Are you going to be breathing on your own in 84 months? Or is And you're not going to like the car probably after 84 months. How many people lose? You've lost that love and feeling with your car. I've seen them lose it in two, three months, six months, a year. Got to trade every year. It just keeps pounding that debt on and on and on. And the value of the car keeps going down, down, down. And then there's these people that, hey, I'm making my last payment. I'm going to go buy me another new car. Oh, wow, yeah. Now, this one's worth a gentleman I talked to a couple of months ago. Hey, I've got one more payment. I'm going to go buy me a new car. Why? Well, you know, I, I just don't have any payments. I've got to make that investment. Investment? Excuse me? You're going to go and buy another new car that's going to lose money as you come off the showroom floor. It's going to lose money every month. You paid $30,000 for the one you got right now, and it's worth forty-five to five. It's got 70,000 miles on it. There's nothing wrong with it. If you think you got to make payments, get your separate bank account and make that payment to yourself. And then after 84 months, if, if your car still, but you'll be gathering up money. You'll have something to pay cash for. Make today pay off tomorrow. How about character? How big is character in your life? How big is your character? Is your character gone? Do you ever examine it? Where did you learn your character from? Sometimes I think this the character of the car dealers is brought in by teaching how how to make more money, take advantage of people, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. That's in the Bible. And I try to live that way. I reverse the roles when I'm doing a deal with somebody. What would I expect I'd pay? What would I expect for what I earned if the roles were turned around? That's the way I try to pay people. If I was doing that job. But see, in the, in the car business, it's a game. It's a game that we play with money. It's a game that we want to take your money. Oh, Bubba, we love you. Lie like a dog you don't love, and you don't even know how to love. Your character went in the wastebasket a long time ago. We sit through hours of hours of training, trying to figure out how to get that last dollar. Oh, man, it's so easy payments. Easy pay. Well, you can afford it. You make plenty of money. No problem at all. It's that character. What will they say? What will they do? How are they trained? How was it? Do they have a conscience? Do they have a conscience at all to understand that they're going to put you in a bind for the next eighty-four months, or sell you something they know won't outrun the note, or do something to you that you don't? You're you're so blind about it. They know how to push your button. You know, you know how to push the button for your wife, or your wife knows how to push your button. Well, car dealers know how to push your button. They know exactly, exactly how to get to you. Push that button. Get that new car smell. Shine it up like it looked like new, Bubba. Oh, man. Isn't it just so pretty? And it's going to be pretty forever? No, I don't think so. It's never going to get dirty. You're never going to have to clean it up. There's nothing ever is going to go wrong with it. It's going to last. It's going to be your last purchase. Even though you're 30 years old, you know, they make you think it's your last purchase. It's going to make you think it's going to last. It make you think that it's going to pay off. It only pays off if you can afford it. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And, oh, man. Them can't affords will hurt you. Oh, man, make you miserable. Your wife will tell you you shouldn't have bought it. I, I thought you told me I, I should. Well, I just wanted to make you happy, dear. Oh, yeah. I've heard that story before. And then getting a fight right in front of me. I told you you shouldn't have bought it. Yeah, no, you told me I should have. You know, well, we need to get out of this car. Every day 
I talked to people who owe ten, fifteen, and twenty thousand too much on their vehicle. And they want a miracle worker. I'm not a miracle worker. I don't walk on water. I'm just like y'all. There ain't much difference between me and anybody else. I make mistakes. I make bad decisions. Uh, the car business is tough because what man makes breaks. I bought a BMW just recently. I don't think I'll ever get through working on it. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you, every time I get something fixed, something else goes wrong with it. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's the same situation you're in. You're in a vehicle that maybe you made a bad decision on. Maybe you didn't pray enough about it. You know, and that's what the problem with the preachers are. Man, I know so many preachers that don't pray about it. No. They just jumped up and they go down to the dealership because, man, the lights are on and they're pretty and it's flashing. And they got these too good to be true commercials. I wonder what they paid that guy. Just, I think it was three days left in the year. And this guy gets on the radio and just blast it. And they put it on the news. This is the best time of the year. And these great savings and great deals, they're not going to be here forever. And it's the best time of the year to buy a new car. Man, you think so? I got news for you. Them cars, they didn't sell the last two days of the year. They're still available. And there's going to be bigger and better Deals now. And guess what? We didn't think about our trade-in. Well, the market has come up since January 2nd. And I predicted it, and we know what's going on. And it happens every year. And the new car dealers had plenty of trades, and they don't know what to put in. How can you sit in the office and know what's going on in the world? Oh, we got a computer. That computer don't buy cars. That computer will tell you what's something so far. And we were in a down market November, December, so they don't give you enough for your trade. That's why I have a website for you, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Easy process. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy from companies. I buy plumbing uh, vans. I buy air conditioning vans. I work vans, 15-passenger vans. I've got some great deals on some 15-passenger vans, uh, 16s that are about twelve to 15000 cheaper than a new one. Uh, got some great deals on some cargo vans, some 15s and 16s. At great savings. It's because I watch the market. I stay on the market. I live, eat, and breathe. You're good at what you do because you spend the focus, the time. You understand what you're doing. My life since 1963, yeah, I started buying and selling cars when I was 14, has been buying and selling cars. Watching the market. The Holy Spirit has opened my eyes so I can see the market, see where it's coming. I, the Mannheim auction and the big auction in San Antonio, I predicted, and they listened to my radio show. Thank you, Mike and Mike. And I predicted the market exactly the way it was going. I've predicted it so far this year. It's not me. It's my experience in the Holy Spirit and being able to have common sense, see the whole vision, understand what's going on, and put it together. It's not me. I, without the good Lord in my life, I'd be nothing. I'm still nothing, but, I mean, I'd be less than nothing, I guess. But uh, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars is a great free opportunity website. Now, you can go to part of the website, and you can describe your car. I'll make an offer on your car. It's fair market offer. I'm not auto trader buying center where they entice you to come in they put the vin number in then they're trained to beat you up on every little dent scratch well there's a lot of places the same way but i want to tell you what fair market now i'll give you what i offered you on the internet you just an easy description look at your car 15 minutes you need to know what you own you need to know if there's any dents and scratches. If there's something I need to fix, we're going to back it up. I had a guy bring in six months ago a, a truck with a bad transmission. He forget, he failed to tell me that it had a bad transmission. Well, we had to back it up for the transmission, and uh, I still bought the truck. I want to buy your unit. I want to tell you what your unit's worth. Now, 
I've got a great opportunity coming up. We're going to be buying more salvage, and I buy salvage, and I resell it to other salvage people, and I'll buy wrecks, bad motor, bad transmission. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm still waiting on, I, I told you all last month, still waiting on a survey company out of Austin, Texas, that has five uh, 12 model trucks, and none of them, all of them got bad motors or bad transmissions. I bet on all of them. I may end up with them. I'll buy a group of stuff. But on learntobuyandsellcars.com, uh, we can also give you that opportunity. There where I'll tell you what your car's worth. You know, I forgot to give the phone number out this morning now. And it, uh, <laughs> 210-308-8867. I think that's the number. 210-380-8867. Give us a call. We'll, we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. There's no dumb questions. The only question is dumb, the one you don't ask. Because you need to know the answer. There's a million different cars on a million different situations. And we want you to know. I'll be glad to talk to you. That's 210-380-8867. 308. 308, I'm sorry. It's 210-308-8867. You know, I think I've been giving that number out wrong all this time. Maybe that's... we got five, five minutes. And so... Uh, be sure and give us a call. That's 210-308-8867. We'll talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly. But part of my website is to teach you the basics, the pure basics of what you need to do. Number one, take at least 30 days before you go buy a car. Hey, study about it, pray about it, look around, talk to people, understand what you're going to spend, look at your budget, look at everything around, and First off, find your credit score. Know what you have in a credit score. Very important because you need to know how much you're going to borrow, what the interest rate is going to be. Go to ftc.gov, franktommycharles.gov, and study that. Find out if your credit's good, if there's some issues that shouldn't be on your credit that you can clean up and fix. So that's what you want to do. Know exactly where you stand there. Then go talk to your bank, your credit union, everybody around to know exactly what you're spending, what the interest is going to cost you, what the total note's going to be, every situation in your life. Look at your budget. Hey, figure out how long you're going to keep the car. Find out what that market is on the car. Shop around. Right now we're in the old market. We're about to see the new market. New market's going to jump up on cars 10000 or less. So you got to understand where you stand in that. Be ready for it at all times. So Joe's got a question on, on cars over 200,000 miles. Is he online or he just want me to? Yeah, Joe, this is Randy Adams. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Hope yes, you're sir. doing well and staying warm, Randy. I am. I'm inside the <laughs> studio. You know, I'm uh, close to your age, and I can remember when a car was done at 100,000 miles. Oh, yes. And now I'm starting to see a lot of cars over 200, and they seem to be good cars, but I wanted your opinion on that. Well, it depends on the car and the way it's been taken care of, the condition yep. of it, how the how the motor sounds and looks, if they change the fluids in the, in the motor enough, if they change the fluids in the transmission. Oh, yeah. You know? But we're seeing cars. We had a diesel the other day with 420,000 miles on it, a Chevrolet. And I'm going to tell you, no blow-by. Transmission was strong and run and drove perfect. We get yeah. a lot of cars, and they're, and they're cheap. A car over 200,000 miles drops tremendously, a truck over 200,000 miles. But you really just got to look at it and then take it to a mechanic, let him look at it, and then make sure that you're buying it well below the market. Yeah. Uh, are you seeing uh, buyers that are willing to buy them? Because I'm, I'm just wondering if, you know, people are walking away just because of the miles uh, on what would be otherwise be a pretty decent car, even if you got to put a little money in it. Well, yes. Uh, the, we're changing our our frame of mind on, on those cars. Yeah. Uh, and there's note dealers who have to sell a car that will outrun a note. They're starting to buy them. Uh, I've got some dealers that 
used to not buy nothing over 120,000 miles. I sold 10 to a, a buy here, pay here place uh, Thursday, and uh, he buys up to 160,000 miles. So there's dealers that are starting to change that because they know if the car's been taken care of and it's in good shape, it's got some life left to it. We're seeing a lot of cars with 280, 290, and still still good shape there. But, you know, yeah. the key back in our days, in the earlier days, i tell you what, hold on, Joe, and we'll finish talking this. We've got to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Hey, we're going to be on KSLR 630 from 9 to 10, and that's where I give my mobile out. That's the only show I give my mobile out, and uh, I'll be glad to give it to you. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in to us. we got all kinds of things talking about, but I'm going to prepare you for January if your credit's a little soft or bad because that's time of the year coming at that income tax checks are be here soon. This is Randy Adams. Tune in to us. We love you, San Antonio. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Thank you, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Also, if you want my office number, it's 830-625-7159. we got Joe online. We're talking about over 200,000-mile cars, which is a is really an important question. But what I was about to go to is that, Joe, years ago we had carburetors. And carburetors, yep. when they were cold, would dump a lot of fuel into the cylinders, and it would wash them out. Just like you said, uh, I talk about uh, I had a 51 GMC that had 300,000 miles, and the cylinders looked like new. But, you know, it was that was a special deal. But most of the time, the gasoline would wash the cylinders out, and they would wear out, so they wouldn't last more than 100,000 miles. The fuel injection system technology has made it where in cold weather, first start of the day, it don't wash the cylinders out. And that's why the motors last so long. And that, that's part of it. But we've, we've got to the point where cars last longer, but we've got more drivers, and we're wrecking more cars. And so, but 200,000-mile cars are, it's getting where at the auction years ago we would see maybe 5% 200,000-mile cars. Probably it's pushing 25 or 30% today. Well, I know, uh, you know, what you're talking about because I've seen some cars with 60,000 miles and they look shot. And then I've seen a few with 200 and are over. And it's like, hmm. You know, I wouldn't mind owning that. So I get I and I totally agree with the idea that it's it's up to the owner to take care of it. Um are you seeing uh synthetic oils and synthetic transmission fluids helping them last longer? Uh you know, I'm still uh, I use synthetic and I believe yeah. in synthetic especially during the summertime because it can stand the heat of Texas. But yeah. uh and I use synthetic and you can go longer in it. And I'm a believer in synthetic, but as a real proof, and I've, I've never talked to anybody at Southwest Research that has studied it. Uh, you know, they advertise that it will and it does, but I'm not 100%, you know, convinced it does. It seems okay. like the people who do use synthetic do take care of the car more, drive better, more concerned about it, they spend a little effort in it. And I see that kind of owner that does it a better owner of the vehicle. Now, okay. I do, yeah, I do that weigh sense. that up and, and see that because they do concern about their vehicle. They do want it to last. And they do have intentions of keeping those cars longer. Now, they may change their mind. They may get a big bonus. Their wife might inherited something or they might want to do something or maybe the kid needs the car. I had a lady that had bought a Camry in 06, and she took care of her car. 
uh, tell the story that she went into Toyota dealership and they told her she needed a new motor. She happened to know me. She called me and said, Mr. Adams, I need a new motor. I said, is it knocking? I don't think so. Is it smoking? No, I don't think so. So I had her rev the engine up while I'm listening to her on the phone. Had her drive it to New Braunfels. That was three years ago. She didn't need a new engine. But these. So what was it? What was their sales pitch? Just wanting to sell engines? Sell engines or sell cars? Yeah. Sometimes these service managers lose their character with me, because they'll lie to a single mom whose husband was killed in the military. Oh, oh yeah. And and so they'll they'll put fear in her eyes that she and they told her she goes back into the the deal to settle up the bill on their fixing she's they said what well what are you going to do she says i'm going to take it to a friend of mine in san antonio new brunswick they said oh it won't make it well he told me if it don't make it he'll come get me and she drove it over there that car's still running today her son's in it she got her a new camry and she's so happy but you know the money has got so big in the car business They'll use anything they can to put fear in our eyes. Fear of, like the guy that they they talked on radio on three days out from the end of the year. This is the best time of the year. The savings will never be any better. It's the best opportunity of the year to buy a new car. And I don't know what they paid him or, or what the deal was, but how did he get on the news? How important, I've never heard of the guy before, but how important is he that the Car Dealers Association Got him on the news. And then here comes the commercials, you know. Mm-hmm. Too mm-hmm. good to be true. But there's deals out there. Like I said, 20% of them will take care of you. 80% of them will rip your head off and smile at you and tell you how they love you. Yeah, I was thinking that about the lady with the Camry. If she got another Camry, that's fine. But I hope she found another dealer. Oh, yes. That was the last <laughs> she, she pulled in there. They don't service her car anymore either. You know, because they were telling her it was $10,000 put another motor in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they were telling her it was $10,000 for another motor. But they could sell her a new car and take hers in trade for 20000 Well, the only yeah. problem was they were jumping her car. That's what the car dealers love to do. They love to jump the trade in. They're either kicking the trade in or jumping it. That's what they love to do. And I explain how some dealers make a lot of money every week wholesaling their cars. I know of a dealer that makes 20000 a week on wholesaling the cars that he don't even want. What about the trade-ins he trades for that he wants? Yeah. And yeah. and nowadays, you walk into a dealership, you're talking about $200,000 uh, mile cars. Oh, man, nobody's going to want 200,000 miles. You know, you got the life out of it. There's nothing left. In it. You know, you need to trade now because you never know when that thing's going to, the motor's going to go, the transmission's going to go, you know. And at the money they're giving you, you could put an engine and transmission in it. You know, you know I was thinking the same thing. Even when you buy it, you know, they say, so what if the engine goes out at the price I'm paying for it, you know, five or ten cents on the dollar compared to what the car costs new, you know, I can put a $1,000 into it and still be ahead. Yeah, and, and the loss of value on a new one. I mean, I'm seeing tremendous amounts of loss on We've over. Produced cars, manufacturers have overproduced, number one. Number two, rental cars are coming in every day by thousands all across Texas. We've got off-lease cars coming in so fast it's unbelievable. And the and the repo rate is up. Right now, we're, I was going to talk maybe a little bit if we run time about uh, buy here, pay here. I've got friends of mine. I keep telling them, hey, your credit's bad, but go check on buying a new car. Because the mm-hmm. new car is three, 4000 more, but the interest rates are a lot less. They'll put you in a new car right now. Nissan will finance if you're breathing. Mitsubishi will finance you if you're breathing. I mean, there's in Toyota, I've seen Toyota finance some people with bad credit. You've got Chrysler will finance you if, if you can make it inside the door. It don't matter if you're on oxygen, I believe. So wow. they're buying. People need to, and I get so many people, oh, man, I got somebody, I found somebody that financed me. I said, well, there's 500 dealers in this town that will finance you. <laughs> but, hey, yeah, we, got, we got GPSs. We can follow you around town. We can tell you on what side of the garage you park. 
They, they're not oh, worried man. about it anymore. Dealers are not worried. They GPS every car that goes out, and they'll go get it. They'll find it. It's no problem at all. The odds of getting it are 99%. I think I read an article somewhere where uh, a lot of those note lots will sell the same car five, six, seven times. And, of course, you know, you miss one payment on it, and they repossess it, and you lose everything they put into it. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, he's selling a five or $6,000 car six times. He might as well be selling a $30,000 car. I bought a conversion van, and a dealer that I sell a lot of cars to did a lot of business in a little old country town. And uh, I called him, and I said, I got something I think you want. I bought, I bought a conversion van that's brand new, and you like conversion vans because he loads all his buddies up, and they go down to Louisiana to the gambling deals. And so uh, he said, yeah, I need a new one. He said, I've got one right now. It's a 2003. He said, I've repoed it five times. I said, what? And he said, yeah, I've repoed it five times. And he said, I've been using it the last six months. He said, it's, the income tax checks are coming in. He said, I'll finance it again. Oh, yeah, there's a, lots of times. Right now, there's so many repos coming in that the dealers are taking them, fixing them up, reselling them again. Oh, yeah, there's wow. lots of times they'll sell one, you know, three, four, five times. Yes, they'll get a 1000 2000 down. Yes, they'll collect payments. It's just like the, the, the uh, title loans, which is the worst thing in the world. Uh, oh yeah, twenty-seven states and in Texas, it's illegal, but it's it's legal in Texas. Uh, the average pay is six payments to the title loan place before they repo you. Well, they get their money back after six payments. You've already paid back more than you borrowed, and then you lose your car. And usually, they give you sixty percent of the deal. Hey, the car business, the means of transportation, money has got so big in it there's so much money in it but where what's happened to our thinking what's happened to the the common man the hard-working blue-collar man that's trying to make a living that's you know we're trying to save for the future we're trying to save for retirement and we waste thousands of dollars every year after tax money and that's why yes we're seeing two hundred thousand mile cars but here we go again Oh, I wouldn't buy a 200,000-mile car. I don't want somebody else's problems, you know. And and I heard I heard a dealer the other day, a new car dealer, tell a customer, I like to fell over. He said, you know, you got your money worth out of that car. You need to give that problem to somebody else. We'll take it and trade and help you out. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. yeah they're going to do it. Exactly. They, they were driving a Toyota. That was like new. Yes, it was 03. Yes, it was 220,000 miles. But that car was nice. These people, you could tell, were those kind of people that took care of it, changed the oil, didn't abuse it, you know, didn't race it around. I was in a uh, transmission place recently, and I'll tell you who it is if you want to know. But, I mean, this is the number one guy, transmission guy, on Angie's list here in San Antonio. So I took a problem to him, and he fixed it for probably – one-third or one-half of what a dealership would have charged. But anyway, while I was in his lobby, while they were writing up my car, there's two guys in there getting their transmission fluid changed. One of them had 330,000 miles on his truck. The other one had 700,000 miles on his truck. And this guy had done one each transmission in each of those. No, two in the one with 700. And I thought, 700,000 miles on a truck. And then when I was up in uh, Ohio, for Thanksgiving, and uh, I was reminded how fast cars rust out up there, oh, and yeah. how lucky we are down here. That, you must have been you know, in the Cleveland take, area. If you take care of the uh, actually around Dayton, but you know it's yeah. just an 05, 04 pickup truck that's just rusted down to nothing, and you come down here in an 05 pickup truck if it's been halfway decent, uh, well taken care of. Usually, the biggest problem you're going to have on the truck is maybe the dash is cracked and the paint is faded. I bought I bought an 03 Ford yesterday with 118,000 miles that every dealer at the auction wanted. It was like new in the box. And I understand I used to sell truck bodies to guys out of Michigan every year during the winter when they get snowed in. They'd grab their truck and trailer. They'd come down and they'd buy cabs and fenders and beds off me and stack them up. And they'd have uh, two 40-foot trailers full of stuff that they would take back up. And I'm uh, wow. I, I'm familiar because my wife's 
uh, dad lives in Columbus, Ohio, and I understand that. Columbus is not as bad, but, boy, you get up toward Dayton and Cleveland, Cleveland's even oh, yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they just put the salt on the roads for four, five, six months and just leave it there until it washes off. And, of course, the, the salt is underneath the car for the rest of the time you own it. Well, and you're talking about trucks. I've got a Dodge Diesel 93 with a hundred a million two hundred thousand miles we estimate it had it had six hundred thousand miles on it the first four years I had it and it's the transmission's never been out the head's never been off of the 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 motor the injectors are the original injectors now the pumps I've collected I've changed I put two pumps in it but it's got a million two hundred thousand miles on it, and we started it and moved it the other day. Put a jump box on it. Been sitting probably two years. It's a '93 model, but I took care of it. I changed the oil. I changed the fluid in the transmission every seventy thousand miles, and the transmission's original transmission. It's a million two. These dear Steve Gerline say that about his shop truck uh, before he passed away when he was doing his radio show. He had a lot of cars that, and he would he would be the one to take them apart. You know, he'd drive them 100, 200,000 miles on synthetic oil, and then he would be the one to take them apart. He knew what went into it, and then he would take it apart and see what it looked like. Yeah. He was he was saying exactly the same thing. If you take care of the fluids and everything else, then it will go a lot longer than people think it will. And not abuse it, not drive it hard, and not, you know... I see so many people at a stoplight gun it so hard, and then at the next light they're slamming on their brakes. You know, these people that can't get 100,000 miles out of brakes, I don't understand. But it depends on how you drive, how you keep your foot on the brake, how you take care of one. What do you, where do the roads you drive? Let me tell you something. The worst roads in the world got to be Laredo, Texas. Because we used to buy some cars out of Laredo. A friend of mine owned a dealership down there. And the front ends would be wore out in 60,000, 70,000 miles. Same car from up here and the, and the front ends at 200,000 miles were good. But here we're letting our roads go down, and it's going to be hard on our cars. Going to loosen up the cars, hurt the front ends. Hey, Evans Road, I go up and down Evans Road, and the city beats everybody, beat me up on any kind of water runnage on the road, and there's a spot on Evans Road that runs water. If it rains, it runs water for two, three days, eats up the asphalt. The road is so rough through there. And, you know, our city's not taking care of us. And in, we don't think about the abuse on our vehicles on it, but our city cares less. Yeah. Hey, you, you made me think of something. Um, when you're talking about front ends, these guys that put these huge bumpers on the front of their truck, I heard years ago that that really, really wears out the front end. Is that it does. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And tires. The machines, the tie Oh, everything. It tires and all. But, you know, it, they got to have that look. And so, yeah. the, you know, and the, they get to spend more money, and it costs them a lot of money. <laughs> you know, and it takes a lot more fuel to push the car down the road. And so, you know, it's what's priority in your life? What can you live with and without? And, I mean, if your priority is your pride, and I live this. I understand this. I mean, I had the, I I built a street rod that won best street rod in Texas at the Texas meet, and uh, on the way back from Waco, my thinking was, what am I going to be build this year to beat what I just did? I I couldn't never get, I never could prove myself to myself right, and I, I never could. You know, I spent money on it, hours on it, which was good. It kept me out of the beer joints at that time. But, I mean, what could I do to outdo everybody else? Oh, yeah. And and this are the guys. They got to be cool. They got to be the best. They got to do outdo everybody else. And pride will cost you money. Pride will cost you relationships. Pride will cost you your health. Pride will cost you a lot of money. Absolutely. Well, listen, I'm going to wish you the Thank best you, luck of your show, and I'm going to hang up and keep listening to you. Thank you very much. Well, we've got a little Thanks, time sir. left. If anybody else would like to call in, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And, yes, income tax checks are coming. But let me tell you something. I don't care if you got bad credit. 
Shop, shop, shop. Don't get excited. Oh, man, they want to finance me. They love me. They're going to put me in this car here or that or that. Hey, they want your money. So you just got to be mentally, physically, spiritually ready for a battle. And you're going to waste your good. Hey, that income tax money comes in. And, oh, man, we're going to put you in this car for this, for your income tax check. And do not. I lost a good friend. I was telling Baron Wiley here. I lost a good friend of mine. He does rapid refund. And he makes a lot of money at it. And times have got where you don't have to wait two or three months. Hey, if you've got an income tax check coming, it's liable to be here in seven to ten days. Is it worth 20 to 30% of your money, your after-tax hard-earned money, to give it to somebody to get your check a little early? Don't do it. This man won't talk to me because I tell everybody how bad it is, how much money he makes. It's your money. Don't give it to a rapid refund. Get your taxes done. Send it in. Wait on it. That extra money you can use. You can invest it. You can spend it on your family. There's always use for it. You're handing it to a guy because you're too impatient to wait on your money. You wait on your check if you get paid monthly. You wait on your check if you get paid weekly. Or wait on your check for come from Uncle Sam. It's coming. And then shop, shop, shop. Start now on what you want to buy, what you can get bought. Talk to a new car dealer. Talk to lots of new car dealers. Go in there and let them check. You know, get your credit done. Go to ftc.gov. Make sure it's cleaned up. Make sure there's no issues on it. See what it is and take it in these new car dealers and say, hey, I've got this much income tax check coming. Here's my credit. Can you get me bought? And they say, well, we'll throw it up against the wall. We'll see if it sticks. Well, hey, it's been sticking a lot lately. Hey, Chrysler's buying everybody. Nissan's buying everybody. Uh, Mitsubishi's buying everybody. I've seen a lot being bought at Toyota. I mean, there's a lot of money out there. What do you do? These big banks that you ever discuss the banking situation, if they got $100,000 in the bank, they can loan it out 20 times. That's $2 million. How many loans is that? And they're getting a 1.5% for that $100,000, and then they loaned it out for 60 times at 8 and 10%, they make six six hundred thousand and 600% uh, on, on their loan. Man, how'd you like that return of money? That's what the banks do. But there's so much money out there. Hey, there's a little young lady I know that's in that was in the uh, floor business, and the floor business is where the dealers borrow the money to buy cars to resell them. Now she's in buying notes. There's people sitting around. There's so much big, big time money. They don't know what to do with the money, so they go buy bad notes. That's bad notes because it's guys with not very good credit. So they buy these bad notes. If they're out chasing bad note loans. They must be worth something. It's because there's so much money out there they want to loan it. Hey, the manufacturers, Chrysler's got too much money. All of them's got Hey, and they can go borrow that money at one and a half, two percent and then and then sell a whole bunch of cars at eight and ten percent. They may charge you twelve percent because your credit's bad on a new car. That's better than twenty seven percent that you buy it buy here, pay here. Don't get excited. Search, 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 shop, shop, shop. Hey, take it to your advantage. I tell you about a guy that used to work for me. He, hey, he didn't have a job. He had bad credit and a thousand down, and he bought a new car. Yes, and he came to me and he said, "Randy, hey, I got this new car. Was it a good deal or a bad deal?" I said, "I thought it was a great deal." I said, "You you paid four or five thousand more." For a new car versus a 100,000-mile used car, but you'll overcome it by the interest rate. You were going to pay 27%. Now you're paying 12%. He's got a new car. He's got bad credit. they got transportation. I said, just stay on top of it. Make sure you're making that payment. 
So this is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Don't do rapid refund. Don't do a, a title loan, 330% interest. Donald Trump couldn't overcome that. He can overcome anything. I mean, he was he overcome not being able to get elected. All the odds are against him. Well, he's smarter than that. Be smarter. Hey, be smarter with your investments, with your money. It's your hard-earned money. If you don't throw it out on that street, take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. But I'd rather you study it, examine it, understand what's going on, open your eyes, go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Hey, give me a call at my office, 830-625-7159. Hey, and I'm going to be on KSLR 6.30 a.m., 9 to 10. I give out my mobile number on that on that one. But we want you to be prepared for this new year to make better decisions, examine your finances, examine your purchases. Hey, examine your emotions. Has emotions bought a vehicle at Back Pocket National couldn't pay for? You ever been in that tight? Don't you wish you didn't have 84-month payments? Well, they're happening every day. People are signing up, and now the manufacturers are scared we're going to 108. And that's because they can't sell enough cars fast enough. They don't want you buried. I'm going to tell you something. I can walk down to HEB and look at license plate frames and tell you if people that owe too much or not. I can look at it just by the dealership they're visiting. 80% of them will rip your head off. 20% of them will take care of you okay. But it still takes a lot of money them to keep the door open. Remember, million and a half a month to open up the door at these dealerships? How'd you like to play that game? friend of mine's looking at uh, possibly uh, buying, getting back in the used car business, uh, and he could buy a new car dealership. He said, I don't want to fight the overhead. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a lot of money. This is Randy Adams. I hope you're having a great day. Go to K KSLR, 6.30 a.m., 9 to 10. We're going to, hey, it's going to be a different show. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. God bless you. And I hope that this year is a better year for you. I hope you look up. Hey, and hey, get the song Alabama. You can't keep a good man down because you can pick yourself up, go to work. God bless you, San Antonio. We love you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.